On this episode, how do I approach potential advertisers and sponsors? Welcome to Season 7 of Podcraft, and this is the Frequently Asked Question Season. See, we get questions every single day via the website, social media, all sorts of different places. We thought it was about time we go through as many of them as we can. I'm Colin Gray, I'm joined by Matthew McLean, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you're asking. Take it away, Matthew. So this is a question that came in from Graham. How do I approach potential advertisers or sponsors? So I suppose you've maybe started a podcast, you've been doing it a wee while, um, you're spending some money on it and you're getting decent downloads and you start to think to yourself, could I maybe make some pocket money out of this? Could I cover my hosting costs? Could I even uh, afford to go out for a pint at the weekend on the back of my (laughs) podcast? God Um, So... What's really the first step for someone who's in that position then? Yeah, I think the first thing's finding the right people, isn't it? It's finding sponsors or advertisers that would actually be relevant to your show. Uh, I mean, how do you think you do that? Like, what, what's the first thing you think about when you think about who would actually pay some money to be on this show? It's topic relevant, isn't it? Like, if you're a, if you're a podcast about skateboarding, you probably aren't going to want an advertiser who does knitting needles or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. Um, straight away, you've got to be thinking like, what What are my audience interested in? Yeah. If you're the type of podcast that offers help or advice, what kind of questions, problems, things yeah, like that yeah. do your audience have? Yeah. And then try and think of a, a sponsor who might be able to cater to their yeah. needs. I mean, there's some industries that have got it easy, don't they? They've got, so say skateboarding, an example there, they can just get a skateboard company or a skateboard shoes or, you know, there's some some topics have really obvious tie-ins, products that are directly related to what they do. But other ones have to think sort of outside the box, don't they? Like, um, especially if you're a coach or something like that. Like if you're, well, actually, I think a good example of this is the Tim Ferriss show. So Tim Ferriss just does interviews with uh, experts in their fields. So he talks to anyone and everyone around the world that's just world class in their field. So there's not really, I mean, there's no particular product directly related to that, is there? Like it's just, it could be anything really. But he thinks about his audience. He actually thinks about the people that listen to the show, thinks about the demographics of his listeners, thinks about, you know, the questions they send him, the comments they send him, the shares that they send him for like things that they think he'd like, things that he likes because he knows that he's quite honest and open in his show and therefore his listeners are probably quite like him. So he advertises things like... Uh, uh, like Wealth Wealthfront is one of his sponsors, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. he's interested in investment and a lot of his listeners are interested in investment. Uh, he's got other ones like he, he has stuff like um, uh, MeUndies, doesn't he? Sometimes, which is basically a kind of almost a lifestyle design thing where you just try and get yourself better underwear, which makes your life better. So <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's, it's finding. So if you've not got direct products related to it, I think it's just thinking really closely about who your audience are and outside of your topic, what are the vast majority of them interested in? I suppose the last thing you want is to be talking about something that just bores them, isn't it? Like getting an advert for um, some random thing that actually just, it's just something they want to skip past. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, generics may be a hard word, but um, there's a lot of sponsors out there in some of the bigger podcasts that just cover everything. You know, yeah. you've got, is it the Harry's Razors? Aye, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. Audible Stamps.com. Yeah, Stamps. <laughs> Audible traditionally have been very yeah, good yeah. Uh, at sponsoring podcasts, but yeah. to be honest, nowadays you're hard pushed to find a podcast listener 
without an Audible account. Yes. So the whole like sign up to Audible <laughs> thing is a bit moot now. Yeah. Um yeah. so yeah, it's 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 more trying to target down into your, your topic as well. Yeah. yeah. Um what about what about the um because you're not just wanting to fire off a a hopeful email to somebody asking them to sponsor a podcast and it's all a bit vague and on their terms. You, I'd imagine you're wanting to go to them with some, like, a, in a succinct manner, but a lot of details about uh, your show, your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, straight away, like, if you're approaching somebody who's maybe not too familiar with podcasting, they're probably going to be thinking advertising in terms of TV, radio, newspapers, where the numbers are very, very big, but the engagement's actually really small. Mm. So you might be going to some someone with your 200 listeners. Now, that's going to seem like a small number to them. So your job is to firstly explain how the, this is an engaged audience, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. This is an yeah. audience who are deliberately tuning into every single word you're saying. Yeah, the conversions are much higher because yeah. of that, yeah. Rather than the, you know, the 40,000 listens a local radio station gets by yeah. somebody jumping in a car for two, <laughs> two minutes. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. And the, totally not targeted towards their product. Mm. So yeah. there's a bit of education that might need to be done yeah. there, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. And I think you've, you mentioned this before is the whole, um, like go in there with a bit of prep around the engagement so you can set up, uh, some testing. Like actually before you start advertising, if you're thinking about advertising, you can set up a call to action at the end of your show, which is deliberately designed to test how engaged your audience is, can't you? Yeah. So if you, if you were asking your audience to do something to, to follow a link to sign up to something at the end of your episode, and uh, 30% of your audience did, which I'd imagine would be a really good uh, conversion rate, then, you know, you've got that. It's hard evidence, isn't it? Yeah, you could yeah, say that, yeah. you know, these listeners will, will yeah. go and click through. You say that if I stuff. tell them to do something, if I ask them to do something at the end of my show, then it tends to be that, you know, 35% of them actually do it. Uh, so yeah, it's great to go in with that that detail because it just makes you look more professional, more pre- more prepared, more a bit more research has gone into it. So yeah, definitely a good approach. So what's the best way to, to actually reach out? I mean, is it just uh, going, you know, go on the company's website and send out a hopeful email? Do you try and find a human rather than, <laughs> the, or, or do you go old school and pick up the phone or try yeah. and arrange a meeting? Yeah, I think all them work. I mean, email is a good first start, I think still, um, but try and not send it to their generic uh, support at or hello at the company.com or whatever. I mean, this is where LinkedIn comes in, isn't it? You try and find the marketing manager or the sales manager or somebody who's involved in, you know, trying to promote the company, maybe a content marketer, maybe something like that. Somebody who uh, has um, some kind of input into the marketing that goes on, the advertising that goes on. Um, So quite often I'll just go on LinkedIn and I'll search for a company. Uh, you, You know, you've already identified some companies that are relevant going by what we said earlier. So I'll go on there and I'll find, I'll search for that company and search for employees of that company and try and find somebody relevant. And then actually... It probably won't, well, you can send a message on LinkedIn or you can actually just try some of the sort of slightly sneaky ways of finding your email, uh, like having a tool like Reportive on Gmail. And if you just test out all the different variations, so say it's somebody called um, uh, Craig Smith uh, and they work for uh, Google, say. Uh, so you try uh, c.smith at google.com and then your little Reportive thing in Google, if it's the right one, it'll actually show up his profile because it'll link to all the accounts and stuff and you can keep trying it. So you could try Craig at 
Google uh, C Smith at Google, uh, Smith C at Google, all the different combinations until you find the right one. So there's ways to find people's email addresses quite easily. And usually, actually, if they're involved in marketing or sales, they'll have their contact details somewhere in the web anyway. Um, but yeah, I always get a better response if I try and find somebody direct like that. Um, but yeah, you mentioned phone. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with actually phoning somebody too. Yeah. So um, if you're if you're picking up the phone, I suppose you know you're you're want to be again. You're always want to be succinct, but you yeah, want to yeah. be going on there and and not kind of you know five minutes have gone by and, yes. and the person's thinking. So what's yeah. he actually what's asking? The point? <laughs> um, yeah. Do you know events are great for this as well? When I was out at uh, podcast movement last uh, this year, even I made a bunch of contacts that now I have these personal emails, personal phone numbers that I can phone up and and a couple of sponsorships and and reviews and stuff like that have come out of that for us actually um so get along to events in your industry uh, it could show the folk that are spending money on marketing themselves it demonstrates that they are putting a bit of budget into visibility and you can talk to people especially because the people on those stands at these events these trade shows that type of stuff they're the ones that are probably going to have a sway in where the marketing spend goes as well so so events are a big one actually it can be really worth i know it costs a bit of money to get to them but it can be really worth the investment And that's the question for this week. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for spending some time with us. I just want to say as well, during the course of this season, we're actually launching our new community, which is called Fan Fishing. It's all about creating new fans for your podcast, really engaging with people, figuring out all the questions around podcasting, helping you to create a more engaging podcast and get it out every single week. So if you want to check out what we're doing there over at that community, um, from support to courses to live sessions to to university style teaching, then go over to podhost.me forward slash fans and you'll see the community there. So I hope to see you there. Please do check it out. And either way, we'll see you on the next one where we'll be answering another one of your questions. Of course, send them in as well. Send in any questions you have to info at thepodcasthost.com. We'll hopefully answer it soon. See you next time.